Sorry, what other films are you looking forward to seeing uh, this this year for 2022? Yeah. Um, well, Top Gun. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah Mission mm-hmm. Impossible is uh, there, too. So going back to Red, we're talking about Red, too. Uh, came out in 2013. It has a really strong additional cast. You have Catherine Zeta-Jones. You've got Neil McDonough. Uh, as the villain, he plays the roles of heavy. He takes the place of Carl Urban's character, you know, mm-hmm. a, a top agent who's really uh, vicious looking. And he's kind of scary. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. So, rating what? Do, what do you give out of, of ten? What's your score for this one? Oh, I'd give it like nine point five, actually. Okay. I really liked it. You know, score was good. There was a bit of humor there. Okay. And double feature. What's your double feature for this one then? The newest James Bond. Hmm. Oh, um, wait, no, no time to die. Yeah. Uh, how, how do you, how do you, why do you say that? Why do I yeah. say that? I don't know. The special effects are good. Mm-hmm. Um, the, you know, the cars are awesome and yeah. And I would say, um, like the story, um, you know, I, um, it made me just, watch over like what's what's gonna happen and um hopefully there'll be another bond here's the thing i saw this movie in theaters i forgot the entire plot i had no recollection of what i was watching and then when i saw this movie i was like i don't remember any of this stuff before i only remember Three, uh, two scenes because of the line that was given and I'm like oh yeah no I saw this in theaters because of the line that was given but if you're telling me like what was the point of this what was the plot of this I wouldn't be able to tell you I totally forgot about this movie mm-hmm. so it's and I usually have a pretty good memory and I'm like this is this is a forgettable plot so um, and did you understand the plot for this because like, you saw it's over again so then you, you understood it um yeah, I, I, a little bit, bits and pieces. Okay. I still good. went, uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, I, 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 I just, I mean, I, I mean, the plot was very similar to the first one, but like, I completely forgot about this movie other than I know Catherine Zeta-Jones was in it. And I remember I, mm-hmm. there's two lines specifically that, that was in it, or there's two stunts that altogether that, that makes this movie, um, makes these movies are marquee films. And I'll, I'll talk right. about that later. But, uh, uh, but for me, uh, my double feature isn't an actual movie. It's actually the musical score. And I think this is me saying this personally. I think if they got in, uh, his name is pronounced uh, Ino Morricone. Uh, he's a, a musical composer and writer. He did the musical score for the Untouchables. Oh, okay. If you use the score from the Untouchables, um, you know, like like the main theme, which is called the Strength of Righteousness or the Capone part two score, or the one called pain and bow tie, those musical scores put into this movie would make this, well, first of all, it would give a different kind of feel to this movie, but it gives this film like a full, like a whole different edge to it, you know? Cause I mean, because this whole movie is about them going again, like the first one, they go from city to city, but having the, the, the theme music to uh, the untouchables, imagine having that theme music as we go from city to city, it gives it more urgency. It would give it much more panache to it. It gives it like an oomph to it, an edge to it. And it would make it, it would make these movements from city to city 
much more edgier and stand out more because like unlike the first one where you had the postcard this one was just a graphic saying toronto or graphic saying you know like you know new york or chicago or whatever wherever they would be going to right there was nothing spectacular about that it's just going from city to city uh so as a result i give this movie a five okay cool so let's get into our email bag buford mailbag song hit it None of the characters in Red 2 really connect incessant location changes and elaborate fine sequences may entertain in the moment, but an absence of reason marks a quick flight from memory. Beautiful. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like I was saying earlier on, I think uh, that was changes of city locations. You know, if it had that bit of an edge to it, it'd make it stand out, make it pop more or stand out in your mind more. Um, okay. And I think that's why I kind of forgot some of its stuff. So it's just kind of like. by saying so what was your, what was your favorite scene in this movie yeah the car went under the truck which was pretty pretty cool um and and yeah um i like the way that uh what's her name um uh catherine zeta jones and uh, bruce willis i like the way that they banter and stuff like that i think that's funny i don't know why i remember this it's with Ivan, played by uh, Brian Cox and Victoria, the, her, his on-again, off-again, forbidden love, the British assassin. They're both secretly in love, but because the countries are on opposite sides, it's like a forbidden love. She's snipering from the snow from afar, and uh, he's like, because she doesn't have her shoes on, and she, in the line he gives, he goes, she goes, I love it how your toes curl when you shoot your rifle. You know, like, he's just... He's being romantic to her and he's just like kind of like dirty too. And mm. uh, so uh, it's just that line he gives, you know, how, how your toes curl when you shoot. It uh, mm. just, but he's being overly dramatically uh, affectionate. And it's just yeah. a very cool puppy love um, reaction between these two characters. And I just think it's just, it's marvelous and it's, it's sweet, it's funny, and it's, um, it's really nice. And for cool. some reason, it stood out in my mind as being such a, such a cool little scene. And uh, mm -hmm. so that's what I like. And also the fact that they're playing against type, you know. Um, and there's a scene where she plays the Queen of England and she gets mm -hmm. committed to a, a psych ward, which is kind of fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? yeah. Cool. So, uh, so there's a lot of stuff that's, uh, that plays or little nods to the original act, the actors, uh, like either, even at Sir Anthony Hopkins playing a character who's a little nuts, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's really good. And he plays a professor. So like, it's really, really good how they do throwbacks uh, playing against type and, and really enjoying the roles, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, so cool. that's what I love about it. Okay. Awesome. Well, well, that ends our show. I'm Ray. I'm Melody. We'll talk to you next week. What are you doing here? I need you. Look, I'm retired, okay? You haven't killed anybody in months. That's a positive thing. They're coming. I can feel it. <laughs> 96 hours ago, somebody said you and I took part in an operation called Nightshade. 
At the height of the Cold War, a Megaton device was smuggled into Moscow piece by piece and then reassembled. The scientist was Edward Bailey. He's in an asylum for the criminally insane. Frank Moose is my dear fellow. Why are you so old? You've been locked up here for 32 years. Come on, Frank, you're gonna be kidding me, yeah? Come on, put him up. 11 million people are gonna lose their lives if you don't help me. Is there any way you could tell us where the bomb is? I invented it. It's not good. MI6 has just given me a contract to kill you. Apparently you're number one on Interpol's most wanted. What did you say? It's important to enjoy life while you still can. They're sending an old friend of yours as well. He's the best contract killer in the world. You need help. Hello, Frank. Who is she? Trouble. How are things? Yeah, Frank, how are things? What happens in the Kremlin stays in the Kremlin. <laughs>